0: What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I wanna go to a sporting event in every major venue. I wanna grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want Old Milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy Old Milk merch. You know, Taylor, it's it's funny that you decided to change your fitted <laughs> because I, instead of trying to go and sit under a tree, I might just go to the Mets game tonight. They're on Sunday night baseball. Carlos That's Carrasco. I That's like Carlos option. Carrasco. He's, he's a solid pitcher. He gets some trouble from time to time, but he's, he, he'll give you like five shutout innings and then he'll have like one inning where it's time to take him out. Hey, you can't beat that. I so, think, I don't remember what hat I wore. When we talked about Lupe,
1: and Little Dirk, but I, I'm determined to wear a different one for every episode. I I know I wore I wore a Red Sox one, for two episodes, like episode two, maybe episode four or something like that. But besides that, I've 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 switched it up every single time. Hey man, you got to keep it
0: fresh, you know. You got you got to switch give me it me up, you gotta... to give me an excuse to keep looking for them. Oh yeah, you know you got to go. lit Your do you have like a lid membership? No, I used to.
1: I remember I got it. I was like, I was like a freshman in high school. So like just had like a little bit of my own money for the first time. And I went and they're like, do you want to sign up for the membership deal? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I did. And I, it, it was ridiculous back then. I used to like have like every team and I would like trading them and doing a bunch of stuff. I was like super into that whole world. Did you, did and you then get it I,
0: embroidered? embroidered?
1: No, I've never had one personalized. I've never had one, whatever. I've done a couple of, like, the pins and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and for a long time, I was like, no, nah, I'm only wearing Red Sox hats. Like, only Red Sox hats, and now I'm completely, like, off that. – I'm back under yeah. wearing everything. It's really only, like, probably four or five hats I wouldn't wear. So. What are they? Well, <laughs> one of them is obvious. Mm-hmm. I'll never wear a New York Yankees hat. I would never wear Tampa Bay Rays. Why? Uh,
0: I hate him. Blue Jays. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I, I've never heard of someone having legit Tampa Bay Rays hate. Can you... Oh, I have since two thousand eight. Red Sox were,
1: <laughs> Red Sox were like a couple outs away from going to the back to back World Series, and the Rays beat them.
0: So, so from that point forward, you were just like, fuck Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, because before that, they were just, like, fun little, like, expansion team. And it was like, oh, they have good prospects. And fun then,
0: little expansion team is wild.
1: They were. <laughs> it was like, oh, haha, this team from Tampa. And then they, like, went to the World Series in 08, and they've been, like, a legit pain in the ass ever since. Mm-hmm. I just don't like them. I hate watching games in their, at their stadium. I hate – I don't like any of
0: their players. No, they're uh, – I mean – do you, do you even know any of their players? I think that's the whole...
1: They just took four from the Red Sox last week. Yeah, I know all of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you have the Tampa Bay Rays, the New York Yankees. Yankees. You were about to say I, the Blue Jays. I mean, right, 28 before, to 5 will do that for you.
1: Yeah, but that's recent. Like, before, before like, 2015, I probably would have worn Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. But after that, like, Those I don't know, smart. something split. I would never wear an Astros hat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then there's some like Midwest teams that I probably just wouldn't wear because I don't
0: really want to. Like the Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. No, I have Pirates. I probably wouldn't wear
1: Reds. I don't like the Reds hat that much.
0: I like their jersey though. That red jersey, and it says I don't I think they retired it, but it says Los Rojos across. I like yeah. That. that was nice. Yeah.
1: So there's a couple I wouldn't wear. I mean, three of them are in the division in the AL East, and then Houston, I would never wear their hat. Texas Rangers, I would never wear. Yeah, no. There's like some like ra- ones I wouldn't wear because they're random, but then mm-hmm. other ones like the ones in the A L East and then Houston are because I don't like them. the
0: the the Blue Jays hats before 2015, before they got that rebrand with the new logo and stuff like that, weren't even that nice in the first place. No, I li- I liked the new one. I just wouldn't wear it. Oh yeah, no, I like the new one now. I like the I, they have one that's red and it just has like a Canadian um yeah, a leaf flag. on it too. I Rare like that. Leaf, I like yeah, that. yeah, I like that. That's they got some good jerseys over there. The, the I wouldn't wear blue. the
1: Angels. I wouldn't wear the Angels normal hat. I like their throwbacks, the one with the angel wing. I like that one. And mm-hmm. then the old California angels one, but yeah, there's a couple that I, I wouldn't wear, but I mean, my fit, like obviously I have a lot of Red Sox hats and then I like the Mets hat honestly, cause mm-hmm. it's like a classic. And there's like a kinship between Mets fans and Red Sox. Fans. Oh yeah. No,
0: I, I saw, I saw that little, um, right. Alliance that you guys made with trying to trying to vote other, like the Mets and the yeah. Red Sox players in I saw that. I guess it's um, everybody well, it's hates. A com- yeah, it's a common enemy. Everybody hates the bombers, I guess. Um, but uh, with Aaron yeah. Judge smacking thirty-seven over the fence, how can you, how can you not hate it? I, I hate them pretty easily.
1: <laughs>
0: I All said it right. somewhat a couple
1: of days ago. Even
0: even when I feel nothing, I know I hate the Yankees. <laughs> just 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 a quick check to make sure you're still alive. You 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 still have a functioning emotion exactly. Do I still hate him? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still a human being. Exactly. That's crazy. <laughs> Welcome to the Cat Podcast. This is episode 312. <laughs> that is Taylor McLeod. I am Nate Sperlin. It's your weekly tour through hip hop. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and more. Do us a favor. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Can't use two ands in a sentence. So well. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube, and check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. That being said, Taylor, I know I just, actually, no, it's been like, oh, it's been mad long since I talked to you. How are you doing?
1: I know it's been crazy in the last hour uh, since we last <laughs> talked. <laughs> I've cut a full podcast episode. What else? I took a little walk around the building
0: breathe some fresh air you know what I mean really you gotta you gotta gotta get the legs get the get the blood flowing Mm -hmm.
1: last hour I've really been living
0: how are you I'm good I've I've just been here the whole time waiting for everything Uh. to work so (laughs) 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 I guess I guess I guess we are all not as lucky um but I am you you still here (laughs) Beautiful transition by Taylor. We are talking about Flo Millie's You Still Here Ho, 17 tracks, 41 minutes long, featuring Tiffany Pollard, Babyface Ray, and Rico Nasty. Taylor, what were your initial thoughts on Flo Millie's second project? I think the production is
1: huge. Mm -hmm. I told you this on text yesterday. I think that Flo Millie really rises to that occasion because sometimes the production can be so, whatever you think about it, it can be so big that it completely drowns the artist. I don't think that's the case here, and I think a seventeen-track album, when it's your second project, with only three features, is really ambitious. And I think that, I think that she killed it. Yeah, I think the way that she really like, you can tell there's a determination on this project to prove something, as a rapper, as a person, as as everything. And I think that Flo Milli did a great job because this is it doesn't let you look away. Mm, It doesn't let you drown in anything. It makes sure you're paying attention the whole time. And I think that's really, really the mark of an artist who's going to going to take off because there's a confidence in that. Like she could have loaded it up with features and been like, let's get these streams. Like a lot of, like a lot of rappers do, especially ones that have like some label backing Mm -hmm. it's all right. Get everyone on this, make sure it's going to stream no matter what whatever happens with the music happens. This is not that. This is a fully formed project that
0: you really have to listen to everything and you can't, you can't look away. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I think that beat selection will determine her legacy. I think that for example, there are some beats on this album that I don't like, but at the same time is Flo Millie not doing a good job on them. No, like she's doing amazing on them. She's still navigating navigating the, the twists and turns of each beat in a way that can only be described as mastery, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's offbeat the whole time, which is crazy to to say about, I mean, it's something that should be expected, but you know, like there are some artists who they can go offbeat at times and it's like, okay, you ruined the momentum of the song. The, the momentum that starts with um, well, technically the second track, because the first track is um, Tiffany Pollard just introducing Flo Millie. But from the second track on to the 17th track, um, it never stops. I appreciate that. The, again, the ability to switch through the flows and be able to give fans a taste of, OK, I can approach this beat this way. You like that. Well, you're going to like this more. Watch how I approach this beat, this beat on the second verse. I appreciate that as well, too. And also, she has some sneaky bars. I like the fact. I like the um bar on bedtime when she's like, "I get under whole skin, but they ain't diabetic." I fuck with that. That's a good bar. Um, Another one <laughs> on on my nerves. She's like, "Oh, you hurt, hurt. That's why you pressing me." Niggas say they street, but they sesame. Yeah, come on, come on. like especially with Sesame Street, all this all this shit going on with Sesame Street, like Sesame Place now. Like, come on, like it's a timely bar, like what is now, Sesame well, really? Place? It's um, it's an amusement park, and then they have um, it's basically Disney World but Sesame Street. Uh, all
1: right. I, I saw that. that. I was like, "What the?" I, was like, I guess I guess they expanded off
0: of street. <laughs> Sesame <laughs> Block. <laughs> Sesame Place all gentrified. Got a Whole Foods and shit now. No, <laughs> say it ain't so. Damn it, Sesame Street. Why would a Mister Hoover? Anyway, oh, big, um... big big birds wearing all bird seekers, <laughs> Patagonia fleece. Oh boy. <laughs> Heck bro big bird Howdy, yo big bird and Shaq probably got the same um got the same connect because I don't know how you get clothes that big The size 23 all bird <laughs> yeah I could see it that, no that's crazy <laughs> but back to flow Millie I think that the album she put together was really good um I think she is she's someone that deserves more um ears pointed at her directed towards her because she again she doesn't cheat Listener on songs, all the songs that she put out deserve to be on, deserve to be out. It's not like her trying to meet some kind of quota or whatever. Um, the beat selection, aside from Bedtime Conceited and PCB PBC, excuse me. Um, I love those three songs. Those three songs are the examples of the songs I referenced earlier in terms of her me not liking the beats, but her uh, Flo Milli still doing a good job of navigating it. Um, aside from that, I also think that she's a master at closing the tracks too. I think that if some of these tracks were left differently, I wouldn't have liked them, but her ability to make sure the track is complete, um, very impressive too.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a really good point. And it, it lends itself to a lot of other things, I think the biggest thing here, and we talk about intentionality a lot. I think all of this stuff is intentional because I feel the same about some of the beats where it might be a little too, for lack of a better term, like noisy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like like you know intricate or anything. It, it's intricate, but that's not the smoothest, right? And it's really in your face, so it's mm-hmm. really brash and it takes you aback. Um, but like you said, like the the way that she navigates every single instrumental like that and and make sure to to close the book on them. I think it's a really good point. We've said that all these songs deserve to be on this project. And while I think some of the instrumentals or maybe some of the songs get a little repetitive, it's, it's not for a lack of effort and it's not for a lack of trying to make every song have a purpose and trying to, to make every song worth it. It's not, there isn't like, there are some really funny, funny lines on here. And I'm sure that, one of them will get turned into a TikTok sound and, you know, this and that, and this and that, but like right now, it's tough because I think where some rappers start out as personalities and then try to rap, I think the flow Millie is a rapper Mm -hmm. and you can hear that. You Mm -hmm. can hear when a rapper is a rapper and they're not a, they're not a personality rapping. And I think there's something to really admire about that, especially this, this song, this album is like, so tenacious. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes describe like future and Lil baby as like relentless where they just never, ever slow up, but they're, they're in that lane and it's just like, they're in the fast lane to me. Like this full Millie record is she's driving just as fast as future and Lil baby, but she's like swerving in and out of traffic, like, mm-hmm. like screaming at people. You know what I mean? She's not like <laughs> in the, in the, in the fast lane, just blowing by everybody just, and it's like steady and relentless. It's like a very like, aggressive in and out and just it's tenacious i think that's a good word to describe why
0: are you in this lane right you still in this lane exactly still here (laughs) yeah um another point i want to make is i appreciate the duality that she showed on pretty girls and tilted halo um giving a completely different sound to the album i guess kind of a palette cleanser um based on where they're placed i think that pretty girls is track seven and tilted halo might be the 14th track I know the 13th track if I'm right I'm gonna buy myself a cookie um but that being said I appreciate the duality of having those tracks and her showing off more of her melodic ability too I think that that's needed with um new rappers coming out today who aren't gonna be as lyrical or down to or deep in the trenches in terms of bars and hyperbole and stuff like that I, I think that that's something that's needed, and I I think that she executed that perfectly too. I I don't Pretty Girls is probably one of my favorite songs, if not the favorite song. Yeah, on, on it's, it, it
1: is. It is my favorite. I think that I think those moments are, and they're placed really well too. I think those moments are a nice break from how, in your face this album is, and it does it shows versatility, it shows range, it shows, it shows her ability as a musician and not just as a rapper because obviously people can get stuck doing the same thing over and over. Um, yeah. I think those songs are really great. I think those songs also point out a little bit, there's a roughness to some of the sound and I, like, I feel like when me and you start to discuss this, this is when I start to get really nitpicky, mm-hmm. but like there is a certain roughness to certain sounds. So I don't know if that's intentional because I feel like that's a, a thing right now to make some of these instrumental sound a little more rough and a little more, like someone actually made them and it wasn't a computer making it mm-hmm. or if it's like the mix is a little off mm-hmm. so i thought that some stuff like the end of certain drums and stuff was a little uh like crunchy if that makes sense mm-hmm. it was a little like like almost like a bass was blown out but yeah i love that i stuff. think yeah i love it when it, it's supposed to happen it's like mm-hmm. this is like where like me like thinking way too much about mm-hmm. it is like oh was that is that supposed to happen or or was that a mistake but I, don't, I, think, I think those two songs in particular are great moments of reprieve from everything else, but they also make me want to, especially like Tilted Halo, hearing like the slow pace of that, it makes me immediately want to go back to track two, like come outside mm-hmm. and be How like, sounds. all right, like there is like a whole duality to this. And I thought that I thought that Tilted Halo was like almost a little bit like a Nikki like Pills and Potions yeah. moment where it's like you're going to like have this like really attack filled record not like like beef attack but just like like she's like attacking every song and then you have like the one where it's like a little more pulled back and singing and it's not like a like a stream like a, a streaming song where it's like it's not just it's not like a catchy whatever where you're gonna get some radio play it's like very slow introspective so I thought that was a cool moment as well
0: yeah I agree um back to your point about the the bass um I guess the bass being like the little roughness of it would you say that? And if you don't remember, it's fine. Um, on no face that bass, um, is kind of an example of what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's right. Like, cause that's right, right in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like where I started to notice it being like, all right, I can, and I obviously like,
0: unless you're talking to the producers, you don't know if it's yeah. intentional mm-hmm. or not. No, I I think that that part of it, the roughness of it, makes the song. I think. I think that, um it kind of reminds me of when the baby first came out and all those, like the beats like Shug and um, babysitter, like those beats with the bass, not sounding typical. Yeah. That kind of like that kind of sets that kind of set baby, uh, the baby apart. Um, And I think that that will help Flo Millie set herself apart from the rest of um, rap too. So I, I appreciate that. That being said, Taylor, what are your favorite songs?
1: My favorite songs, I like Come Outside, I like Pretty Girls, and I like Bedtime.
0: Mm. I like Come Outside, Pretty Girls, No Face, Tilted Halo, and Roaring Twenties. No Faces. <laughs> when I heard that single, it, it, it's just catchy. It's very yeah. catchy. And and the we just talked about it, the bass on it too. Just everything just comes together so well. Yeah, and I hadn't, you put it in, in good perspective. I hadn't thought of
1: it in a way where it it adds like the in-your-face brashness of the whole album having mm-hmm. that like distorted bass or that little like you know crushed bass at the end it kind of adds to it it does mm-hmm. it, it makes it a little more like this is meant to be played loud mm-hmm. like real loud it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be and You're that's just me it. like right that's just a personal preference where i mean we talked about drake a couple of weeks ago but like coming up as a huge like drake fan that you get you get so used to like 40 where everything is so finely tuned. So it like hits your eardrum in like the perfect way and just like gently like careens off your eardrum and through your head. And you're like, wow, that sounds great. Careens. And then We're this is hockey now. Hey, we got two rotors <laughs> on here. <laughs> and then this is really where it's like, no, like this is meant to like blow your speaker out because you're playing it like that loud. So mm. that's a good way to think about it. and puts it in, in perspective that it, it adds another layer. It, it, it contextualizes that music.
0: Well, if you're still here, thank you. Um, thanks for watching. This has been the Cat Podcast, episode 312. That is Taylor McCloud. I am Nate Sperlin. Do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. No, I didn't do two hands this time. At Old Milk Media. Um, check out the Old Milk Spence playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co. And now, once again, we can tell you what the next episode will be about. It will be about Mozzie's album, um as i'm looking for the name mozzie's album survival survivor's guilt so yeah we'll see you on the other side and thank you for watching we are out oh wait now i'm getting a little thingy what is that what does that mean okay i guess it's not working okay. we're out